Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season one. I'm your host, Jess Savanko. And I'm your host, Mia Savanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Thank You for Not Morphing. This episode originally aired on October 21st, 1998, and had 7.01 million viewers. Okay, so the episode starts out with the sisters uh, walking out of their house to go to a party that they're talking about how they want to leave early. Um, Prue doesn't really want to go. She'd rather go home and go to bed. And then as they're walking to this party, the camera turns to see this dog in like the bushes with uh, demon eyes. They like (laughs) bright yellow. Um, And then they walk into a house across the street from them, which is the party's location. And they see the owners, which are three siblings named, and we find out their names are Marshall, Fritz, and Cinda. Prue wants to leave, but but Phoebe and Piper won't let her because they're trying to get her to stay because they invited Andy. Andy shows up, and they were not very slick about it when he showed up. And then Piper and Phoebe walk away, and Prue comes up, or... Prue and Andy come up to each other, and they start talking. Andy invites her to a Lakers game, but she doesn't really give him a an answer. It's more leaning towards a no. Um, and then uh, Fritz comes up, the neighbor, and starts talking to Andy about these parking tickets because he knows Andy's a cop. And while that happens, Prue kind of slides her way out of there and says she has to go. Then she leaves and goes back to the manor to find the door open and that the dog from before is growling at her inside of the house and kind of, you know, backs her out of the house, barking at her. And she runs out and we see the dog's demon eyes again. Yeah. Um, So some things I took note of during these scenes. So going back to the very beginning when they're outside walking to the party, I just wanted to comment on their outfits for a second. Prue looks like she's literally on her way to a business meeting. <laughs> yeah. That's... Piper's dress, kind of ugly, not my fave. Phoebe looks <laughs> cute, though. <laughs> I've, I've kind of always had that opinion. Like, I think Piper's style has never been my favorite. But, I mean, she's still beautiful overall. I love Piper. Oh, yeah, um, and she has perfect hair. Like, she pulls off the bangs and everything so well. I know, right? I it makes me jealous. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me mad. Um, but another I thing I, I think sorry. Thing was ugly. No, you're fine. I was just saying, um, I didn't think her dress was that ugly. It wasn't, like, disgusting, but it was not my favorite. I didn't like it. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, back to um, when they're at the party, um, when they're kind of setting up Prue, I took two notes in it. So she's kind of like, cop, witch, not a love connection. And Phoebe says, boy, girl, lighten up. Didn't love that line. Very of the times. I don't think anyone would say that, like, now. (laughs) Why? Because, like, people, like, not everyone dates, like, a boy or a girl just because they're a boy or a girl. Like, you could like anybody. That's true. I mean, I, I agree with that. Probably wouldn't fly so well now. But I mean, it's it's clear that her intention was like, you guys have this connection, like, calm the hell down about. You oh, guys yeah, I agree with the, like, sentiment of it. I just didn't like the line. The line? Yeah, yeah I, I also think that they're a little bit too into Prue's love life. <laughs> That's one thing I'm noting. Yeah, I agree. And we even, like, didn't we talk about that last time, how they talking about her sex life and stuff? I don't understand that. I would never get myself so involved in my sibling's love life, but I mean, different dynamics. Maybe things are different in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know. They're just, like, not dating anyone, so they're, like, Prue and Andy is their ultimate OTP, so they just need to set it up really hard. True. 
I, they're just like so determined to get the stick out of Prue's ass. <laughs> you want to do the next one? Yeah. Um. So then we go to the theme song, and then we come back, and we're in the manor. The sisters are together in the kitchen. It's the next morning. Prue notes that there were scratches on the attic door from the dogs, so it was somehow trying to get into the attic. Um, Phoebe says that nothing is missing except this Christmas CD she had. Piper says that she's really freaked out because if there's a dog, there must be an owner. Um, someone had to have opened the front door to get the dog in, um, so that's the most concerning thing to her. Phoebe then says that maybe they should get a security system, and Prue kind of shuts down that idea right away. She says that a security system is way too expensive, and she also says that since Andy knows what happened, he's going to be checking on them all the time. She says, so their options are to either rely on our vicious guard cat to protect us, or we can remember to lock the doors, and is kind of calling out Phoebe as the one who obviously left the door open. Um, Prue then leaves the room and Phoebe, to be funny, goes over and locks the door and locks her in the other room, which is kind of a cute end to the scene. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and once again, um, Prue instantly blaming Phoebe for everything. <laughs> but whatever, it probably was Phoebe, honestly. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, so... The next scene, we're at Buckland's. Prue is sitting at her desk. A man enters. He has a ring that he wants her to appraise. She's kind of confused at first, and she's like, well, why don't you go to the person who does our appraisals? And he's like, I tried that, but I can't be apart from it for so long. It's a family heirloom. So Prue takes the ring, and she pulls out a book. Um, she says that the stone in the ring is Egyptian, and it's typically used as a protection stone. The man seems entertained as she's going through this and giving her knowledge. Um, she asks him if it's a wedding band because it has the two stones and seems to be um, that type of thing. He's acting kind of shady and suspicious. And then she says, uh, where did you get this ring and what did you say your name was? And he says, I think you know what my name is. She recognizes him finally and then she wants him to get out and stay away from us she says um he tells her that he's staying at the Beaumark hotel and he wants her and her sisters to join him for dinner the following night um she kind of gets very like temperamental with him and he says that they have the same temper and she says i'm nothing like you i would never abandon my responsibilities to my family and says She'll have him thrown out if he doesn't leave. Um, he does eventually leave after confirming what we probably could have already told from the conversation, that this is their father who's just shown up. Yeah. So we finally get to meet the dad, who I think they've mentioned him. They mentioned him in the first uh, episode mm -hmm. when Prue knocks all the aspirins off the shelf and everything. Yeah. I mean, I can't, uh, I guess I can't really speak about it now, but the way their father is in the beginning, very different to, like, later on in the show. Yeah, I think, um, this isn't really a spoiler so much, but eventually we do meet in one way or the other, whether it's through flashbacks or, like, ghost incorporations, we eventually meet everyone who is, like, the parental figures in the family, so, like, their dad, their mom, and Gramps. And I think this first meeting of Victor in this episode is really interesting. And how he does start to form that bond with them at the end, I'm interested to see how that's going to grow over the series, if it does, or whether he just shows up a couple more times and it's not significant. That's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking at this point. I also like a lot of what Prue's doing in this scene. I think we're seeing a lot in her um, here that just appears as anger. And as we get later in the episodes it becomes clear that all that anger is coming from a place of like her truly being hurt by him abandoning the yeah. family which i don't think we're getting quite yet but i'm interested in talking about a little later on yeah right now it definitely just seems like um anger but i 
I, you know, you can kind of get the sense that, like, this came from somewhere. This came from a place of her being very hurt by him and, you know, already from the start is coming at him for leaving, so she's not holding any of that anger back. Yeah, I also Um, start to wonder if, like, the role she takes on, and we're already seeing her take on as kind of the protector of her sisters, comes from the fact that she never felt protected by her father, so she feels the need to be that for um, both Phoebe and Piper. Because we notice that even when she hates Phoebe, she still does little things to take care of Phoebe, and it's kind of that, like, her saying that line, I'm nothing like you, I would never abandon my responsibilities to my family, I think she's proven that time and time again already. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think the mixture of the, you know, the abandonment from her father and the fact that their mother passed away so young and Prue kind of always had that responsibility on her shoulders of her sisters, it all kind of added up to her feeling like she kind of is the the father in a sense, you know? Like she picked up on, she, she did what she never had and gave that to Piper and Phoebe and um, sees herself in that role. Okay, so next it cuts to the girls, uh, the sisters out at lunch together, and Prue tells them that their dad came to see her, and Piper questions, like, why he came to her first and not Phoebe or Piper, and then Phoebe's saying that she wonders, or Phoebe asks if he asked about them, and Prue says no. You can tell by the tone of their voices, uh, Prue is the one who's really angry at him and doesn't think it's anything special that she, like, was the one that got to meet him. Meanwhile, Piper and Phoebe almost kind of seem eager to meet him and see what he's like. Uh, Prue is suspicious as to why he came to see them now, just after they got their powers. And Piper and Phoebe want to see him because they never got to when they were younger. Prue says that she doesn't think that they can trust him until they know what he's here for. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah, and I think this scene is really interesting because um, it kind of shows in Phoebe and Piper that they both haven't been hurt by their dad the way kind of Prue has, because I guess for them it's different because, you know, Piper was like four when their dad left, Phoebe was a baby. And Prue was probably, you know, six, seven, or eight years old. So she was old enough to remember him being there and then him being gone. So for her, it's a very different betrayal, I think, than it is for them. So it's easier for them to say, you know what, we're grown up now, time has passed, maybe we can forgive him and move on. Whereas Prue is protecting, I think, both herself and her sisters by not wanting to let him back in until she knows exactly what his motivations are, which I think makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense, too, and um, as much as I understand them wanting to see him, I am a little bit surprised at how they didn't kind of react a little more suspicious of him as Prue did. I mean, maybe not as much, but I guess it makes sense, too, because they were so young, they didn't really ever get to remember him, but Prue, she had experienced with him, lived with him, known him, and he still left and that that's kind of a whole different type of pain when you actually are like we had this relationship and you abandoned us you know so she has a different perspective on it than Phoebe and Piper do yeah no definitely and I think um one of the things where kind of Phoebe wanting a connection with him made total sense to me because we know that that was something she already wanted it was the whole reason she went to New York was to try to find their dad And with Piper, I think it's also in character because Piper seems to be that person who always wants to put things together, who's very family oriented and kind of like, let's make up and be together the same way she was with Phoebe and Prue, despite their issues. So I think her wanting that connection with their dad might be part of her trying to support Phoebe as well as wanting that connection for herself, which I think is in character for her. It definitely fits her personality, the character she's trying to portray as the, um, you know, like the very let's talk things out and make sure every everything's, she wants everything to be okay between everyone, kind of like the mediator. 
all the time. So I guess, yeah, it does make sense that she would react the way that she did. So then we go to the next scene where we are at the hotel. Phoebe knocks on the door to a hotel room. Um, Victor tells her to come in. He's getting a massage and she's like, daddy, which, you know, I guess it was okay to say <laughs> that in 1998. Super <laughs> and he says it's a nice surprise. He puts on a robe. And at first he thinks she's Piper because, you know, he hasn't seen them since they were little kids. And she's like, oh, that's okay. People confuse us all the time. Which is actually something I've thought about before because I do actually think that um, like Alyssa Milano and Holly Marie Combs do look a lot alike. Like I could see them being sisters. Whereas I could see you know, them being sisters in real life, yeah, yeah. Whereas Shannon Doherty like looks very different than them. But I mean, you know, some sisters look different. Like Yumi and Caitlin all look alike, but Ashley looks nothing like us. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even I am like a little bit different like if you were yeah, to well, put me and you have, like darker other, hair and never stuff. know no definitely not yeah that's true <laughs> would have no clue but yeah i guess it makes sense i mean some sisters they do all look different not to mention prue has these blue eyes like mm -hmm. or green you know colored eyes and piper and phoebe don't and prue has the black hair so yeah you, you don't see it as much but it, it still works <laughs> yeah um, and then going back into the scene after she kind of says that people confuse them, he's like, no, like, I shouldn't confuse you. Um, I should be slapped and persecuted is exactly what he says. <laughs> um, and then he's kind of trying to make up for it. He's clearly, you know, feels bad about mistaking her for Piper. He offers her to get like food or drinks or a massage. And she kind of says, I don't want anything. I just want to look at you. And they kind of talk about some of their similar features, namely their eyes, and then they hug. And when they hug, she gets a premonition of him holding the Book of Shadows, and then it pans up, and he's kind of doing this, like, sinister smile. After that, the phone starts ringing, and Phoebe is very quick to rush out of there, where Victor is trying to get her to stay unsuccessfully. Right, so... Phoebe getting this premonition in this part uh we don't really we haven't really gotten to it yet but you can see that like she has this premonition and to my surprise she's not as suspicious as she should be I don't think and she's very quick to defend him even after what she saw in the future which kind of confuses me a little bit yeah I think part of it is Phoebe it seems like she's really desperate for this connection to her dad which I think makes sense because we know about her she lost her mom at a very young age right um recently she lost her grandmother who clearly was the mother figure in her life so I think her seeking this connection to her last parent makes a lot of sense and I think the reason she doesn't want to mention it is probably because Prue is already suspicious that their powers are his motivation for being back. So I think confirming that and kind of acknowledging it to herself and proving Prue right is something that Phoebe's not ready to do at this point. Yeah, that's true. It kind of does also play into that role of that, you know, she does. she's desperate for this relationship that she never had. And mm -hmm. I mean, we already did know that she was kind of desperate to find this connection with her father when she left New York. And not to mention that immaturity, you know, she's young, not wanting to prove, prove right, you know, all the time. Especially she knows probably that it would just make things worse in the end. Okay. So in the next scene, we cut to a mailman who's coming up to the manor while nobody's home. And it's clear that he's magical because he kind of turns his finger into a key and unlocks the front door. Then he walks in and goes upstairs to the attic door, which is locked and he can't really get in. So he just breaks it down. And then he grabs the book and tries to leave with it. He brings it downstairs and tries to carry it out the door, but the book 
kind of uses magic and stops itself from leaving the house. It won't, it like won't leave with him. And then Prue pulls up and he sees her pulling up. So he shuts the door and shapeshifts himself into Andy. Um, and then Prue walks in and says, you know, what are you doing here? And Andy's like, uh, fake Andy's like, the door was open. And she was like, oh, again. And then, um, oh. uh, and then Andy says he was just there to check up on them and that the door was open. Prue kind of sees that the Book of Shadows is on the floor and uses her magic to slide it away from Andy's sight. And then Prue says she changes she changed her mind about the game that Andy had invited her to at the party the other night and says that she does want to go because um, he her dad came back and she just kind of wants to avoid seeing him. And obviously this Andy, this fake Andy doesn't know what she's talking about because he isn't actually Andy. And then Cinda, the other neighbor, comes up to the door and checks up and is just kind of walks in, lets herself in, and is like, is everything okay? <laughs> and Prue's like, yeah, everything's fine, and she leaves. And then uh, fake Andy leaves, and Prue grabs the book from the floor after everyone's gone and brings it back upstairs to the attic and sees that the door is broken in. And the scene ends with her being like, what the hell is going on, basically? Yeah. I think, you know, this scene for me was mostly just driving the plot forward. I didn't feel like I really learned too much new here. Yeah, aside from uh, it kind of, you know, made it seem like the neighbors had something to do with it the way, oh, I didn't mention this when I was going over the scene, but uh, the fake Andy and... Cinda kind of gave each other these weird looks like they they were in on whatever was going on so you kind of get oh, the sense see the I didn't even involved. notice that <laughs> so good catch you didn't you see Andy like look up at her like <laughs> well yeah I I noticed that and so it kind of makes you know makes you think that the neighbors have something to do with it So yeah, so then the next scene, we're in the kitchen, and it's the three sisters again. Um, Phoebe is kind of saying that they don't know what happened, and Prue says she knows plenty. She says that whoever wants the Book of Shadows obviously wants their power, um, and she suspects that it's Victor who did the breaking in. And Piper says that there's a good chance that Dad doesn't even know that they're charmed because being a witch runs in the female side of their family and that's when we see Phoebe's premonition again that she's remembering it but instead of bringing that up she questions why he would be the one to take it and that's when Piper suggests that they report the break-in to the police and Prue rejects that idea and she mentions that Andy was already here and Phoebe says well isn't that convenient? Maybe it's Andy then who did it. And Prue immediately is like, no, that's obviously not him. She says instead that Andy arriving probably scared Victor away and suggests that they hide the book instead of just leaving it out in the attic like they usually do. Yeah. So yeah, once they, they hid the book, you know, Piper and Phoebe say they want to go to dinner. Prue says she doesn't still. She's like, I've already seen him. So, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that scene? Um, I think the main thing that comes up is just what you mentioned earlier about Phoebe keeping the secret of the premonition and kind of why she's doing that. I think other than that, yeah. it's mostly just us seeing that same fight that we've been seeing this whole time about how Piper and Phoebe want to give Victor the benefit of the doubt, and Prue is very quick to demonize him and suggest that he's only there because he's interested in their powers. Right. Okay, so then we cut to Piper and Phoebe at dinner with Victor, and they're all just kind of catching up a little bit, and Pr Piper kind of mentioned something about, you know, like, oh, I forget exactly what she said. I didn't write it down. But she kind of mentioned something about 
you know, why here, why now, are you back? And he was like, he just kind of shut it down, didn't really explain, was like, oh, well, I hear the food's great. And then they just kind of move on. Um, and then it goes to Prue at the house um, and the doorbell rings. So Prue goes to open the door and sees that it's Andy stopping by and she lets him in. And they start talking about Victor and how Prue's kind of upset about everything. This is where we see the emotion from Prue, where, um, because she's kind of like, there's so many things about him leaving that caused so many problems. Like, there's a lot of things that I want him to know that happened in our life, and she wants answers, like where he's been. And she doesn't understand why Piper and Phoebe wanted to go see him or why she let them go see him. Uh, so she's just kind of ranting about all of the, those feelings she has. And then Andy's response is kind of, well, you know, you should go tell him then. You should go tell him those things. Yeah, and I think this um, scene is really sweet. I think it's a good development of their relationship. Clearly, this is something that Prue has a hard time talking about. Like, we haven't seen her reveal this side of her feelings towards Victor to her sisters. But Andy is someone she's really able to open up with and be completely vulnerable with about the fact that she's not just mad at Victor, she's hurt by him. And she's afraid that the same thing is going to happen to Piper and Phoebe if they let him into their lives. Right, exactly. It shows that connection between Andy and uh, Prue again. So it, it also kind of came across like he obviously knew their history like this isn't the first time they've talked about something like this and the fact that she's really comfortable comfortable with him and talking to him about these things it just made my heart like <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> I love them yeah together. I think we see so much of Prue being tough so seeing her be genuinely vulnerable here is something that's making me feel more connected to her character. I've already said it before, yeah. but this watch through, I'm definitely liking Prue a lot more than I have in previous watches. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely a lot more empathetic towards her than I have been before. So this is definitely one of those scenes where I feel really connected to her. Yeah, I agree. So then um, after this, we move to the restaurant. Um, Prue comes in and she comes in hot. She is <laughs> so pissed right away she kind of points out that he can afford this fancy fancy restaurant so why didn't he help with money when grams died when they were really struggling piper kind of chimes in here and she says he already explained this um the money is all new and victor kind of says that he was afraid to disappoint them and that's why he didn't come back before the conversation is not going well and then a waiter is approaching with like a dessert that's on Flambe. fire <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> and Victor trips him, and Piper freezes, and she catches the flambe. And then when it unfreezes, Victor tells them that he knows all about their powers and says who has which power. Um, and then he kind of says, maybe we should talk about this elsewhere. Then we cut to the manor where Piper and Phoebe are sitting on the couches reading and the mailman walks in. They tell him to get out and we, that's when we start to sense that this isn't actually them. And they all shapeshift into themselves. It's now confirmed to us that it's the three neighbors, Martel, Fritz, and Cinda. And they said that they wanted to pose as the sisters. That way when Prue came back from her date with Andy, they could convince her to get the book out of the house. The one who's the mailman is kind of like, well, obviously that's not gonna happen. They're all together and they're coming back now. And that's when Cinda turns into this hideous demon and suggests <laughs> that she wants to kill them. The car pulls up out front and Marshall says there will be time for that later. They all turn into birds. Phoebe, Prue, Piper, and Victor open the door. They see the birds sitting there, and all the birds fly out, and Victor's kind of like, are these friends of yours? And that's where we end with that scene. Yeah. Um, I think the um, <laughs> Cinda turning into that freaky demon thing, that was one scene that kind of made me laugh. She was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. 
and then like transformed and i was like okay and then like the way marshall was like because i'm assuming i thought i'm getting the vibe and i've seen the show so many times and i'm i'm pretty sure like marshall cinda and fritz all three of them are siblings right they're posing as siblings i'm not sure if they're actually siblings like Mm. as demons or if they're just pretending to be siblings so it makes sense why like two adult men and one woman are living together if like they're not a couple yeah i guess yeah okay that makes more sense then because i was like i don't know it just totally weirds me out sometimes the way marshall was talking to cinda like heels like down girl like (laughs) yeah no like i low-key get the thing that they're like hooking up I know, and, like, wait, I forget, like, later in the episode, he said something else to her, like, my sweet called, or something like that, and I was like, ew, like, that's so nasty if you guys are, like, <laughs> like, I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know how you find that thing attractive, but okay. <laughs> I mean, do you? So, after that, uh, Piper and Phoebe are sitting in the living room with Victor, and they're all laughing at something. Um, And then Prue walks in and is like, oh, someone left a window open. That's probably how the birds got in and sees them laughing, and she's kind of like, what? And then, you know, they start talking about how they're laughing about photographs, and they start looking and laughing about pictures, kind of sharing memories, mostly Victor. And then Phoebe kind of brings up the fact that they're witches, and Prue is like, Phoebe? Like, (laughs) stop. (laughs) Let's not go there. And then uh, Phoebe mentions the Book of Shadows, and Victor's like, oh, the Book of Shadows. Wow, I haven't seen that thing in years. Like, can I I go see it? And then they all kind of look at each other all suspicious, um, and that's how that scene ends. And then we go to the neighbor's house. They cut to the neighbors at their house. It starts off, that scene starts off with Marshall breaking a chair and then you know the the three neighbors argue with each other about the plan to uh kill the girls or get their powers or whatever it is that they want to do um and marshall explains to them why getting the book would make it would make it easy for them to kill the witches because going up against them with their full power is really risky but taking the book would take some of their power away Um, and make it easier for them to kill and steal their powers. Yeah, and then Marshall kind of closes that scene by saying, we still have Victor, and I think at this point we're supposed to question whether Victor is in on it with them, or something else is going on there. Um, Another thing to just kind of go back to the scene at the manor with the sisters and Victor, Um, one thing I really liked in this scene is when Phoebe's kind of talking about how uncool her power is, and her dad says, well, your mom actually said it was one of the more desirable powers for a witch. Right. Um, which is something, you know, that we can comment on again later when we find out more about the mom's powers and her history uh-huh. and kind of why it's sweet that that comes up for him and Phoebe. Another funny thing is that one photo he brings up that Graham's literally, like, cut with scissors him out of the picture. And there's just a white space where clearly he used to be in that photo. It was, like... It wasn't like she just did, like, a straight cut. It's like she wanted everything but him in the picture. It looked like she literally cut out a whole body, like, pose. And I thought that was just so perfect. Speaks to Graham's character. I love Graham. Like, honestly, if pictures weren't on iPhones and, like, they were, like, still printed photos like that, that's what I would do with, like, all pictures where, like, an X or something was in it. You just cut them (laughs) out. (laughs) I thought it was so perfect. He was like, well, now I was still in the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Not uncomfortable. So then um, after that scene with the neighbors, we go back to the manor. And Prue's kind of freaking out. Um, She says that the first things he wants to know is where is the Book of Shadows. And she's very suspicious. Victor confirms that he is after the book, but not for the reason she thinks. He's not evil. He wants to protect them, and he wants to end the power of three. Phoebe kind of turns against him for the first time, and she says that their powers are part of them, and it's part of their heritage. And he says that's what your mother believed before they killed her. 
And I think this is the first time we get the sense that maybe their mom wasn't killed by natural causes. Um, and it was something magical had to do with her death. Victor then says that the book is a magnet for evil and that after their mother died, he actually came back and was talking to Grams saying that he didn't want them to know about their powers when they grew up, but she did. And that's kind of what sent him away. And Piper immediately turns on him and says, you're blaming Grams for why you disappeared. She loved us. She raised us and really kind of throwing in his face the fact that he wasn't there for them, which I think is totally fair. And at this point, I think Victor realizes that he's lost having Piper on his side. And that's when he turns to Phoebe and is like, well, you believe me, right? And she doesn't answer, but she does kind of look away from him. And then he says that he wants to protect them again. And Phoebe says that they'll protect each other. And that's when Victor says, then you'll die together. And Prue says, no one can hurt us as bad as you. And she uses her powers to kind of throw him. And he hits against the wall really hard. And then he's kind of like, if you wanted me to leave, I would have just left. And he leaves. And then left. Phoebe... <laughs> I would have just left. <laughs> Aren't you like an English teacher? Yes, embarrassing. <laughs> 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 Sorry, continue. So then uh, after that happens, he leaves. Um, and Phoebe and Piper are both mad at Prue um, and kind of are like, you didn't have to throw him that hard. Like, we could have just had a conversation about it. And the scene ends there. So that's what I was telling you earlier before we started recording. The, there was this scene that really cracks me up every time I see it and it's that one the way oh my god the editing when when Prue throws Victor across the room and he's like it's like he's holding on to the camera and just like very like (laughs) slow motion going backwards it was so dramatic and like weirdly cut but it I loved it like it cracks me up every time I see it Caitlin and I always like make jokes about that scene whenever we watch it we have to like replay it because it <laughs> but I do think this scene uh kind of gave us a lot like finally crew telling him like you know when he finally admits that he is after the book she's kind of like they're th- at first they're very defense like defensive of him and crew's like how do you guys not see what's going on and then turns to victor and is like you know, uh, admit it to them, like, for once in your life, tell them the truth, and that's when he finally admits it, um, and then, uh, we see, you know, Piper and Phoebe get, finally, like, show their anger, and show, like, doubt towards him, and Piper getting really defensive about Grams, like, that's just kind of a side of her that we haven't really seen before, And Phoebe, you can tell it still really hurts her to go against him, but she doesn't really know what to say. But it's clear that uh, they're kind of all starting to put up walls there and lean more towards Prue's side. Yeah, and I think um, I really like what you said about Piper in this scene. I think we've definitely already established Piper as being very family-oriented, but we've always seen her as more of the caretaker, the mediator, and now we're seeing her as someone who's also very fiercely protective of her family members when it comes to outsiders. I think within the family, she's very willing to um, kind of be that mediator, that caretaker type person. But when it comes to Victor, who to them is technically an outsider, even though he's their blood, he hasn't been part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to someone she loves, having someone outside that circle say something about them is really just something she won't stand for yeah which i it was it was really like i respected that a lot coming from piper (laughs) okay and then it cuts to victor's hotel and him walking into his room and sitting on you know one of the seats there then the lights turn on and the neighbors are kind of in the hotel room sitting and waiting and they're like hello victor 
Invictors like I was wondering when evil would rear its ugly head. And they kind of just start talking to him and threatening him. Victor's not really standing for it. He doesn't seem to be really scared. He's more like having these like witty, sarcastic responses to the things that they're saying. And then he kind of notices and he, Victor's like, so I assume your plan is to shapeshift into me and get them to take the book out of the house like that. And Victor's like, mind if I poke holes at your plan? And they were like, okay, poke away. And Victor's like, well, after tonight, they won't let me or anyone that looks like me in to the house or near the book. But he says that he can still get to Phoebe. And they're like, well, why don't we just kill you and get to Phoebe ourselves? And he's like, because only her real father would know what to say, what buttons to push. Um, and if you kill me, then you'll never be able to do that. And that's how that scene ends. Which I think can kind of... Um, lead us to think in two different ways like in one way it kind of victor's confidence and you know shadiness throughout the whole episode makes him come across like oh maybe he is in on it and you know the fact that he immediately was like oh phoebe i can get to her for you guys makes it seem like okay like he's gonna go against them but i think i think we see later why what what we find out later in the episode, it kind of shows and explains why all this happened more. And I think it was really cool the way that they did that. But I guess I shouldn't, you know, get into that until we get to that scene that I'm talking about. Yeah, and I really like that too. I really like this scene. Um, one of my, probably my favorite line from the episode comes up here when he says, oh, so you're lawyers. And here I was thinking you were shapeshifters. Like I was oh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I like the way that that shows that, um, you know, it's one thing to know his wife was a witch and she was battling these things, but it's clear that he knows a lot about demons and kind of the things they're facing that he can recognize right away that what these um, yeah. demons are, specifically as shapeshifters. That tells us that, you know, that while they were together, he probably was taking an interest in her life and keeping her safe. And the fact that he's seen the Book of Shadows before, was he studying it with their mother? Was it something that he was really interested in learning about to be part of her life? I think that's something that we can maybe take away from this. Yeah, the fact that he has that knowledge, even though he's very, like, seems to be against magic and doesn't want the girls to have these powers, it almost comes across like he was okay with it until whatever happened to their mother happened, and that kind of like flipped a switch for him and he didn't want anything like that for the girls anymore and for their future yeah um, and I think hints I were dropped in the earlier scene that like their grams had some played some big part in his leaving um and I'm really interested in seeing if further down the line in the show whether in this season or later seasons we'll kind of find out more about why it is their relationship ended exactly what role grams played in that what role Victor played in that and what role the mother may or may not have played in his leaving. Um, I'm really interested in kind of finding out how he became who he is and why, because we know he's back because he cares about his daughters, but it's like, what was the thing that truly made him leave them if he so clearly cares about their safety? Um, did he think they were better off without him? Like, those are the things I'm interested in learning as we see him again in the future. Yeah, because we still don't get a clear idea on exactly what happened and what sent him away. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see that as well. So then our next scene, we're at the manor. Um, it's the following morning. The three sisters are there. Um, they're all not really speaking to each other. And Phoebe says that she wants to call a truce. She admits that she saw Victor before they all went to dinner and that when she hugged him, she had a premonition. So she tells Prue that she's right, but she just wanted him back in their lives. Um, and this is when Prue kind of feels bad and she comforts Phoebe and hugs her. And that's when Piper kind of turns away. It seems like Piper's upset by the whole situation. And then she notices that their dad's ring dropped on the floor. 
And Prue's kind of like, well, we'll send it back to him at the hotel. Like, none of us have to go see him. Did you have anything to say about that scene? Um, I guess the one thing I'm taking note of here is, um, even though Prue's been really harsh throughout this episode, I think it's clear that she still cares that Phoebe is hurt and that Phoebe isn't getting this connection she wants from their dad. And I think that shows us that, like, Prue really does care about her sisters, even if she's not perfect, and sometimes she's a little bit controlling of what they're doing, as in telling them not to see their dad, things like that. It's because she doesn't want them to get hurt. It's not because she wants to hurt them, right? Right. Yeah, and I think um, this scene also kind of shows Prue and Phoebe connecting and relating, which is something we haven't seen much of yet, um, because when... Phoebe's kind of like, you know, he's our dad. I just, I was really hoping that he was here for us, you know? Prue comes up and hugs her, and, you know, instead of reacting maybe angrily like she had earlier in the episode, like, why would you expect anything from him? She comes up to him and is, she comes up to Phoebe and is like, I know, I know. Like, almost like I feel the same way. Like, I wish that was the case too. So again, we see Prue's actual feelings, her hurtness, and that she really just didn't want them to have to experience that the way she did. So it was nice to see that connection from Prue and Phoebe that we have pretty much yet to see, aside from them, you know, generally protecting each other as sisters would. Okay, so then uh, we cut to Phoebe outside of the manor grabbing mail, and she waves to the neighbors who are across the street outside. Uh, and Victor comes up to her pretty suddenly, and Phoebe tries to walk away from him and says she doesn't want to talk to him right now. And Victor's kind of trying to get her to see what's going on, and is like, Phoebe, look, and grabs her. And then Phoebe gets the premonition again, but sees more of it this time. And um, in the premonition where Victor is holding the Book of Shadows outside the manor, she sees further into the premonition where Victor in the premonition shapeshifts back into Marshall and then the three neighbors kind of walk away with the book together. And then, you know, Phoebe gets out of the premonition and Marshall and Fritz come up to see, you know, what's going on. They're like, oh, is this guy bothering you? And she says, uh, no, this is Victor. And she kind of is like, I have to go and runs inside. Uh, telling Prue, like, she she runs inside and goes to run up the stairs and tells Prue that it's the neighbors that are after the book, not Victor, they're shapeshifters. As she's trying to tell them, Piper and Cinda come out into the stairwell where she is and are like, oh, there's fresh cookies. And then Fritz comes in the house and is like, oh, the door was open. Kind of a chaotic scene, everything coming in at once. And then Phoebe tries to act like normal and is like, oh, save me a cookie. You know, I, I just have to go get something. And she runs upstairs to go get the book, to go get the book. Um, and then Victor comes in and says, daddy's home. <laughs> Which, okay. And then, <laughs> and then Phoebe goes upstairs uh, to the attic and finds the book and looks in it for a spell. She's like, doesn't know what she's looking for. And then magically the book flips pages and goes to the spell on its own um and she memorizes the spell that comes up to kill the uh demons and then she runs back downstairs her piper and prue are all standing on the stairs they're kind of like what's going on and then victor comes in a second time so there's there's two dads there's fake victor and real victor that come in and piper's like whoa what the hell's going on and then both the victors kind of try to convince everyone who is who, uh, you know, being like, oh, you know, come on, like, believe me, you were afraid of the dark, like, I know these things about you, whatever. And then one of the victors is like, tells them there's only one way to find out, say the spell and kill us both, and you'll see. And then um, Phoebe says the spell will kill all of them, even their dad, which kind of doesn't make sense to me, but, yeah, moving on, and then Victor calls, says, you know, do it, and then calls Prue Prudence, and that kind of leads Prue to believe that the one who called her Prudence is Victor, because no one else really calls her that, 
Um, and then she moves the ring from before, the protection ring, so that he could put it on his finger. And he puts it on. And then Prue is like, Phoebe, say the spell now. And she says the spell and kills all of them except for the real Victor. And then Victor, like, you know, the girls kind of run up to him. Prue comes up and, you know, has his arm on, has her arm on him. And he says, for a moment there, I didn't know what you would do. And she said, for a moment there, neither did I. Phoebe says, you know, I thought you didn't want us to use our magic. And he says, I didn't as long as I uh, thought of you as my little girls, but you're obviously not anymore. Uh, you know, now they're witches and they don't need, and he says, you don't need your old man to protect you. Um, and then that's how that scene ends, which, sorry, very long scene. But I thought it was very weird that the spell would have killed real Victor, too. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think it's one of those things they did for plot. Maybe if we were, like, first-time viewers of the show, we would have been like, oh, yeah, well, the spell is meant to kill any being in the entire house. But I think, you know, going into it, knowing what we know about the creature, there's lots of times where they use spells in the presence of you know, good people, where only the bad guys are going to die because of it, because the spell is targeted to kill evil, not, not humans. Good. Yeah, and, so it, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, also, let's take one moment to appreciate that melting special effect that they used for the vanquish. Oh my god. Also cracked me up. The And the way... The way real Victor was on his knees, like, shaking, it was so, and you could see, like, the editing next to him, it just looked so wonky, and, like, (laughs) what a great scene, I love it. I love, I love horrible special effects like that. You know, all of that, uh, the spell killing Victor, um, Piper knowing that the, Piper and Prue knowing that the ring would protect him, um, and Phoebe kind of knowing that the spell would kill him and the other warlocks in the room, or, like, and the warlocks in the room, it just didn't, it, it was definitely a reach, but um, I think, you know, in the end, it still made for a good scene, so I, you know, I understood the point of it, and it was, it was good. Yeah, and I think it brings back, you know, that connection to the ring at the beginning, why it was important, all that, so, like, writing-wise, it makes sense, But I think just um, lore-wise, like, when we're trying to tell a story about good magic, why would good magic kill humans? That's a little confusing, and that's kind of the part that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention about, um, before what I was talking about, I kind of got the idea that maybe in the hotel room, he suggested Phoebe because, you know, not only could... I mean, yeah, he could, he's the one, she's the one that he most likely could get to, but I think the real reason, well, I mean, obviously the real reason he picked her was because he knew that he could kind of trigger that premonition and get her to see the truth, which I thought was a really good, like, way to foreshadow that and have us, like, think that Victor was doing the wrong thing and kind of show in the end that he really was just trying to protect them. Um, I thought that was, you know, a good a good way of making that happen. Yeah, and I think it's, like, once again showing us that at the end of the day, right now, he knows more about their powers than they do, and so he knew that he would be able to do that with Phoebe, and that when she saw the truth, she would know that he really is trying to protect them and is on their side. So then we move into the final scene of the episode. Prue is on the phone with Andy, and she's canceling their plans because they decide that they're going to have another dinner with their dad before he leaves. Um, And when she gets off the phone, Phoebe's kind of like, oh, so he's dad now. And they kind of have this little banter. Prue points out that Phoebe is wearing her dress. Phoebe says, well, I don't have any nice clothes, and that she wants to look nice to see their dad, which, you know, is cute. And then Piper goes on to say that it's really nice feeling like they're a normal family again and making this connection with their dad. Um, That's when the bell rings and we meet Leo, who is a handyman, and he enters with an envelope that was on their porch. 
Phoebe immediately has heart eyes for Leo. She is like, I will show you around. Like, <laughs> And um, that's when Prue opens the letter and it tells them that their dad decided he isn't coming and that, you know, their reunion was nice, but right now they shouldn't be part of each other's lives. Um, but he also included a VHS tape for our younger listeners who may be out there. Um, before there were DVDs or streaming services, there were VHS tapes, <laughs> and they're very bad quality. If you watch one now, it's just, like, uh, when I was away in Maine, the Airbnb we were staying at had a bunch of VHS tapes, and we were like, oh my god, every Disney movie, we were so excited, we put one in, and we were like, this is the most low-quality thing I've ever seen. Like, I forgot how bad the, like, viewing was, because they were meant to yeah, be watched got... on, like, little TVs. <laughs> Yeah, we got our old, um, or, um, we got a VHS recorder because we had all these VHS tapes when, um, Kyle, our, my stepdad, you know, when we all started living together, he brought those with him, and so we would try watching them on the VHS recorder, and it was just like, wow, this is not very good quality, and I, but I remember when I was little thinking it was so cool, like, it was so awesome. And such a convenient way to watch TV, like, at, at our grandma's house, she always had those, and that was always the way we would watch, like, Scooby-Doo, I would watch, like, Sleeping Beauty on it, and it was, like, my favorite thing ever, the VHS, I thought it was, like, so amazing. Crazy. Yeah, but we have to remember, we were watching on, like, 22-inch TVs at that point, we weren't watching on, like, these ultra-high-def TVs that yeah, we watch true. these on now. So it definitely didn't look nearly as crappy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they sit down to watch the tape. They're all sitting on the couch, the three of them. It's very cute the way they're sitting on, like, kind of some of them on the end, and then they're kind of all together. It's really adorable. And then we see that it's a home video of a Christmas that they had. Victor's wig in it is so bad. I was oh literally God. laughing so hard. Um, but, you know, they're opening gifts. It's very cute. He calls Prudence again in the video. Phoebe has her little Barbie. It, it's just a very cute ending. And then we end on the three of them sitting on that couch again, which is very sweet. And I really like it. Yeah, I really like the way they closed off the episode. And then also, I love that we got our introduction to Leo. I guess I can't really comment on this now, but Phoebe being so attracted to him makes me pretty uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so for anyone who hasn't seen the show before leo does become a major character so yeah this is not the last we will see of him he wasn't randomly introduced in this episode for no reason but we'll get there when we get there <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure you can get that idea because it's really random that they would just like bring in a handyman at the end of the episode and like like, it's not like that would have fit with the rest of the episode, just to, like, randomly throw that in, so, I mean, yeah. But uh, he does become a major character, and I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, him. and I also totally forgot this episode was his first appearance. Like, when he walked in at the end, I was like, oh, shit, it's Leo. <laughs> Me too. I was not expecting that at all. I thought he came in a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, just my overall thoughts on the episode. Um, I guess one thing I'll point out is I really like a lot of what we get from this episode. I think that establishing this storyline with their dad and kind of the way his abandonment of their family affected each of the three girls is a really interesting way to explore more about their characters. I'm interested in now like paying close attention to whether or not these issues with what their father did to them will affect any of the other relationships in their lives and the way they interact with people. I think now it's very clearly confirmed to us that they lost their mom when they were little kids. Um, their dad wasn't part of their life. And now as young adults, they've lost the one parent they did have who was their grandmother and kind of how that affects them in the world and in their lives going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how 
all of that plays a part in their character development and their lives. Um, and yeah, I think overall the episode, I thought it was really good. Um, I think it was at some point or another a needed episode for us to see that background, you know, um, more get us to see more background in their life and um, kind of figure out what happened with their dad and all of that and how those things affected them like we kind of get the idea more of where why Prue kind of is the way that she is and why all of them are so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing more of that and seeing if they include more showing us the history and you know yeah, definitely. Um, I also will say that I'm really excited for next week's episode, Dead Man Dating. Um, it is one of my favorite episodes in season one, so I'm very excited about it. Oh, I love that episode. I love that episode, too. Definitely one of my tops, I'd have to say. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Join us back next time for episode four, Dead Man Dating.